Minimizing costs for your future college student. That's what we're talking about on this episode of The Inside Scoop. Hey, and welcome back to The Inside Scoop. I'm still David Owen. (laughs) Drop us a like, subscribe, and even a comment. After all, that's where this episode topic came from, a listener's comment. We often hear about the cost of college or university tuition just going sky high. In fact, college loans have become the norm. But what if your student could get some of those college courses for free? No joke. It's possible through the dual enrollment program available here in Cobb Schools. Here to give us the scoop on that is Dr. Andrew Kutcher, our supervisor of advanced learning. Andrew, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be back to uh, to take on the dual enrollment topic today. You have been here before uh, for uh, the various magnet programs. That's correct. And people have found your information to be uh, top-notch and very helpful. So right. that's one of the reasons that we're reaching out to you today. Happy to hear that and always happy to uh, provide information to our families here in Cobb. Okay, so uh, specifically on, on the dual enrollment topic here, this this podcast would be um, probably of greatest benefit to parents who have students in the early to mid years of high school, right? Yeah, I think that that's generally an accurate statement. Uh, you know, I guess as as a parent myself, it's it's never too early to start thinking about future plans for your yeah. students. Um, and I say that thinking about kind of some of the events that we do surrounding information for parents in dual enrollment, where we do see even some of our middle school parents come as they're starting to plan for their high school years. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit, but the eligibility for the dual enrollment program begins in 10th grade. So freshmen cannot participate in dual enrollment, but okay. 10th, 11th, and 12th graders are all eligible. So knowing that that is the kind of, you know, the critical years where you can be involved, typically trying to get a little information ahead of those times is is helpful for families. If I recall correctly, when they hit that freshman year of high school, they sit down with a counselor and, and go over kind of a plan. Uh, for the rest of their years. So knowing that this is kind of on their radar would be a huge advantage, right? It would be a huge advantage. And, you know, I'm sure, again, we'll kind of talk through some topics today, but the counselors are uh, an integral piece of of any student's dual enrollment plan. Um, Once you step outside of those normal high school courses and you begin to add courses to your high school experience from the college catalog, Mm -hmm. The counselors play a critical role in giving you the advice for what will not only keep you on track to graduate high school, which is what our primary mission is, sure. but to also advise you which of those courses can also start getting some of those general requirements out of the way for your college degree to make the most impact as you yeah. actually head to uh, whatever you may do after high school. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's big. That, that's huge. Okay, so for starters, I've I've gotten us a little bit ahead of things, but mm-hmm. let's let's back up a notch and sure. just can you give us a definition of what we mean when we're saying dual enrollment? What what is that? Sure. So it's a great question. Uh, dual enrollment is a program that we have here in Georgia that allows students to begin taking college classes while they are in high school that satisfy both the high school graduation requirements and will appear later on their college transcript. So it's almost a two for one, right? You're getting the high school credit and you're getting that college credit and some of those credits under your belt so you can save time, save money later when you go to college. Yes. 
massive money yes. if i remember right yes i had a my oldest son did that and he uh only found out about it at the last minute unfortunately so that's one of the reasons we're bringing this to bear here sure we think it, it can benefit a lot of people what what does it take for a student to be eligible to go are there requirements for that for uh looking at dual enrollment at all sure so that's a great question the way uh things stand and in, in the kind of rules for this have changed over time is currently our ninth grade students are not eligible as okay. i had mentioned okay. uh, you become eligible for dual enrollment in 10th grade in 10th grade students have access to the full complement of courses offered through the technical college system of georgia so okay. thinking of our ctae career cluster pathways yeah uh academic classes can also be taken but you need minimum qualifying scores as a 10th grader so what does that mean that means that you need a 1200 on the sat or a 26 on the ACT. And if you are a sophomore, 10th grader, who has those types of qualifying scores, you have access to all of the CTAE courses. You also have access to all of the full academics. So thinking math, science, yeah. social studies, uh, ELA, world languages, those are also available. So uh, most, uh, if I remember right, most uh, sophomores are not going to have had an SAT opportunity, right? That's true in most cases, yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> again, you know, that's kind of a little bit of an accelerated opportunity for some of our advanced learners. Okay. Um, and many of them have had the opportunity to take some of those qualifying uh, tests. But that's another reason, to your point earlier, as you're thinking about um, becoming involved in this and you're planning out what your high school career might look like, mm -hmm. if you think that those academic courses are going to be right for you beginning as a 10th grader, you're going to need to make sure that you do take those tests so you have the scores that you can use to, to enter into that program mm -hmm. um, and to kind of follow up from that once you move into 11th grade and 12th grade all courses are available to all students in georgia so it's just that 10th grade year everybody has access yeah. to career tech classes but you do need those additional test scores to place into the academic arena but once you move into 11th grade that's that's no longer a requirement they're open to everybody okay all right, so, uh, and this is a little bit of a left field question based on that then. Uh, parents also need to be, I would think, uh, aware and cognitive of the fact that you're talking about a 10th grader actually being in a college environment in person presumably, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, students have the option to do online classes or to go in person. Um, but if I'm hearing kind of the nature of your question, then yes, you do need to consider that then you may be, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old in classes with 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds, which is a, a very important consideration for yeah. a lot of our families when, when considering this as a you know as an academic opportunity for their so, students. So we're not just talking academics; we're also talking about maturity levels and and so forth. So Absolutely, just yeah, you, something to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, you, you you can never stop the hallway conversation, the water cooler <laughs> conversation, right? To to your point. Um, so yes, you need to make sure that uh, your students that are going onto a college campus um, are not going to be shocked or surprised potentially by some college level conversation going oh, on around them. Lord have mercy. I, okay, uh, that's a whole different podcast, folks. Uh, so what are the costs that families would expect to incur? We said zilch, nada, no expense, free, etc. But there's always something, right? There's always got to be something. So I, I guess my question would be, what exactly is paid for 
through the dual enrollment program? So it's a great question. And I think in, in general, your advice is, is spot on, right? That this is a free opportunity for students to engage in, in college level coursework while they are still in high school. So the tuition is covered. The cost of textbooks are covered. In many instances, the lab fees are covered for students. Um, so there really is not a fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if a student were to have a textbook and not return it at the end of the semester, there could sure. be a fee associated with that. Depending what time students are on campus, there could be some parking fees that they're dealing with. If they're going to have lunch while they're on campus, that lunch is not covered for the students. Yeah. Um, so there are those kind of smaller associated costs. But in general, you are looking at free tuition for these courses which is wonderful oh yeah well that's that's the big big nut to cover as i say mm-hmm. so so what how would this relate if at all to uh hope scholarship or, or zell miller Do, does it take away from what a student could get later when they actually have graduated high school sure that's that's a really good question so um the way this system is working right now in georgia's students can get funding from the state for up to 30 credit hours worth of college Mm -hmm. Um, as students are participating in these dual enrollment experiences the credits that they are accumulating will appear on their college transcript However, they will not take away from those Hope or Zell Miller credit hours that they have. Okay. That's awesome. It's so awesome. You, you actually, it's almost like finding a whole other scholarship. That is correct. It's a good way to look at it. Okay. So uh, with, with the, the courses of college and the courses of high school, uh, there's an awful lot of overlap. Are, are there limitations on what those, those courses could be? In, in other words... Do you have to find them available in both places to be able to make that work? Sure. So that's a great question, and and again, kind of goes to the involvement of the counselors with our dual enrollment students, right, to make sure that we're choosing the appropriate courses, because what you'll find is that um, most high school courses are going to have their dual enrollment equivalent, meaning if I go take a history course on a college campus, there will Mm -hmm. be a high school course number associated with that course. Um, But the full playbook so to speak is not necessarily open however we have a great resource it's the dual enrollment course directory Mm -hmm. um, that lays out all the different courses that are available at each of the universities throughout the state for our students so you can search through that directory to find the courses that apply Mm -hmm. the courses that i know that you're not going to find there you're not going to find pe classes your physical education classes and you're not going to find a lot of fine arts classes those classes while they are still offered at the college right Mm -hmm. and there's still options for our students to take are not part of the funding for dual enrollment. Oh, okay. All right. So it's focused solely on the core curriculum stuff, right? Correct. And then those career tech courses that fit into the career clusters, Uh um, those are the courses that you'll be able to find in the high school, or sorry, in the dual enrollment course directory for our high school students. Okay. And and again, it's the the school counselors that will have that that directory that essentially it it outlines the overlap for each individual college university trade school is that that's the bottom line that's correct and this directory is it's housed on the georgia student finance commission webpage Uh, so students you know interested in dual enrollment can absolutely go and take a look at this tool they don't need their counselors to do so they can begin to select a school 
and they can begin to select uh, a subject area. So I could choose Kennesaw State University. I could look at the science curriculum there. And if I choose those two, it's going to bring up a full list of all of the science courses that are available to yeah. take as a dual enrolled student. That's awesome. And if you can send that link, we'll be sure to put it in the uh, podcast show Absolutely. notes and uh, description down below, as they say. Um, so are there a limited number of slots for these these uh, dual enrollment so you mean enrollees, like, I guess? Sort of like a, a number of students from Cobb that would be allowed to right, do this at any right. time? Sure. Yeah. Great question. Um, the answer there is no, right? So oh. there, there's not a quota. There is not a, you know, a, a limited number of spots that are available for students from each one of our high schools. And there's mm-hmm. not a cap for the county either. Okay. So this is really an opportunity provided by the state of Georgia and by the Georgia legislature for students in all of our high schools, all of our high school programs. Um, and there are not a number of of limited spots but it is just a question of you know back to some of our earlier conversation maybe the folks that are mature and are ready to do this mm-hmm. um, families that can support students and maybe some of the emotional differences they may find being on a college campus versus being on a high school campus sure um, so it's more about the fit with this particular program than it is about there being a limited number of spaces so yeah. it's there for everybody who would love to take advantage of this opportunity okay so now now, all of this is just phenomenally good information. What are the negatives, if any? Are there pitfalls to a dual enrollment situation that maybe people have a tendency not to think about? So or pit, they need to watch out for? Yeah, so I, I don't know if I would say it pitfalls, but there are certainly some considerations that okay. need to be made. So. You know, as a dual enrolled student, you can do this in a, in a number of different ways. You you can be a full time dual enrolled student, which would mean that all of your courses are actually going to be college level courses, and you're likely spending your day on a college campus, or you're working on all of your courses online. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing online dual enrollment courses, you cannot be on your high school campus. Huh. Okay. Okay. So you can't just go to the media center and use one that of those. That is correct, computers. right? Okay. So if you have a dual enrollment class, you know, early in the day, you cannot be sitting in the cafeteria at your school or in the media center at your school doing that coursework online. You would have yeah. to do that at home and then come in, which leads to the point here that students can do full time dual enrollment, which is maybe the the easiest piece because then you're just concerned about your college schedule not how it interacts with the high school schedule we also have students that do what we call part-time dual enrollment so they may take a couple of dual enrollment classes and a couple of courses at their high school okay okay in that case you really have to be very careful about the times that you schedule these courses right because you're now potentially looking at travel to a college campus back to a high school campus time to park your car time to walk to class so you do have to keep those things in mind yeah and for our students who maybe fully dual enroll um you're not on the high school campus you're not sitting in your homeroom so you're not hearing the announcements you're not necessarily getting all of the information on a daily basis from mm-hmm. the high school um, you know and these students even while you're dual enrolled can still be participating in the extracurricular activities at their school yeah like right? prom or football games prom play on the football team be in the clubs and activities yeah. so um, so they're still a high school student while they're engaged in their dual enrollment coursework uh, but sometimes you know missing a piece of the high school day you miss some information yeah right so so that's one thing to one consideration for sure we already touched a little bit on the fact that you may be a younger age student in some of your classes when you go to the actual college or university 
also kind of hitting on that going to the college or university, transportation is not provided for mm. dual enrollment. So the tuition and the funding is there. However, the transportation is the responsibility yeah. of the student themselves. You got to get them there somehow. They need to get there. So whether that's, you know, taking a bus or whether that's driving a personal vehicle, whether you're within distance where you could bike to campus, that that's kind of yeah. the flexibility, you know, that each student may have for getting to their classes. But that is absolutely a consideration that needs to be made when, okay. when a family is considering uh, dual enrollment. Yeah, and I would think that would be maybe uh, of highest consideration for those parents of 10th graders who uh, I presume maybe are not independent drivers at that point. That is correct. That's correct. So what deadlines? I mean, um, here we are. We're we're talking about this in the spring of 24, Mm -hmm. and I I know that semesters happen all the time on cycles. So how do people get a handle on the deadlines that are ahead of them and that they can or need to work toward so that's it's an interesting question in the dual enrollment arena uh, because each college or university has their own deadlines mm-hmm. okay we do have deadlines here in Cobb uh, we have a May 1st deadline and that's for students to register for both summer courses uh-huh. and for courses in the fall meaning you are planning for this a semester ahead of when you will actually be going to the college campus gotcha. in the fall we have a November 1st deadline for students to register for the spring semester. Mm -hmm. So those are good uh, dates to keep in mind. And I will also mention, you kind of hit us at a good time here early in February because most of the college and university deadlines to enroll for summer courses, Mm -hmm. which I know some of our students will be thinking about right now is picking up a couple extra credits over the summertime. A lot of those come up like March 1st. So students who are working through the dual enrollment registration process with their counselors are going to have to be aware of the college or university deadline where they would like to do their dual enrollment coursework and make sure to hit those deadlines. Because even if we have a May 1st deadline, if the school's deadline is March 1st, you need to make sure that you are getting your paperwork in on time to hit that deadline for the college. So it's kind of like the uh, the old lawyer's phrase, whichever comes first. Uh, prevails, <laughs> yeah, right? That is the perfect way so, to put it. One of the things that, that just crossed my mind uh, is do you have to apply to the college in order to go to that college as a dual enrollee sure so you you do need those kind of required pieces right there is an application for dual enrollment you have to be able to be you know accepted to the dual enrollment program for that college Mm -hmm. or university right uh there is a funding application that families will also need to fill out talking about the fafsa uh, FAFSA is a little bit different. This is actually a dual enrollment funding application that they need okay. to fill out with the Georgia Student Finance Commission. All right. So it's an online application. And, you know, none of these are necessarily super time-consuming steps, uh, but it is important that all the pieces fall into place, yeah. which, again, is why I'm going to, you know, recommend any student interested in dual enrollment really needs to talk with their high school counselor and and again going back to your maybe your first question of the podcast today about the appropriate time to begin looking at these programs Mm -hmm. uh is is well before you want to be participating in them because these steps need to be accomplished Um, we ask students to meet with their counselors to fill out the dual enrollment application to fill out the funding application and to sit down with their counselors and really discuss what it is that they may want to do when they get to whatever post-secondary institution they intend to go to after college to Mm -hmm. figure out 
What are the best courses to take here? How do I stay on track for graduation and begin to knock out those general requirements for a later college degree so that you can really get the most bang for your buck out of the courses that you're taking? So counselors are involved the whole way through this process. Thank goodness we have counselors. Absolutely. They are uh, an uh, incredibly invaluable uh, piece of the whole picture. So if if an enrollee successfully uh, gets into a dual enrollment scenario, let's say with with KSU, Mm -hmm. and they're in there, they complete their coursework, does their involvement in the dual enrollment program guarantee them a spot as a regular student at KSU? So that's a great question. Uh, And I think that uh, what folks need to know is that potentially it gives you a little bit of an inside edge into the admissions right so it's not always an automatic admission however a student who has been successful in the dual enrollment program obviously already understands a lot about that particular college that particular campus what the degree programs are and then already have credits on their transcript from that particular college or university so it does offer you a little bit of an inside lane it to, helps to, to getting that ad- admission to the college once okay. you graduate from high school yeah because their their whole goal is making sure that the people they bring in are likely to do well in their their sure their programs absolutely and if you demonstrate that you can <laughs> yeah presumably they'll they'll be more relaxed about bringing you on absolutely so Andrew, thank you so much for coming in. This is incredibly helpful. I wish I had had you as a resource when my son was going into this, but uh, maybe this is helpful to somebody else out there who's considering dual enrollment for their their student. Well, I hope so, and I I appreciate the opportunity, and I guess I did before we kind of finish here today, just Mm -hmm. want to give one plug that we, we host a dual enrollment summit. When I say we, I mean myself, the Advanced Learning Office, in collaboration with the Counseling Office here in Cobb, and we do this early in the fall each year. Uh, We have a date in September of uh, fall of 2024 where parents can come and get all of the information we've covered today plus even a little bit more information, a little bit more in-depth, and we bring some of our college partners to those meetings as well to outline what it may look like at you know, Georgia State versus Kennesaw State versus yeah. Chattahoochee Technical College. So a lot of really good information for parents to help them make the decision about whether dual enrollment might be the best option for their student. Uh, it sounds like a great resource, everything all all there at once. All at once, Fantastic. that's the idea. Well, again, thank you so much. There is a whole lot of information for families to consider when making the decision to do dual enrollment or not. So give yourself plenty of time to read and absorb it all. I, as an outsider, I would suggest maybe a half a year or even more uh, to just get aware of, of what you need to deal with to to make it happen but it's worth it also make sure you visit the dual enrollment links to your preferred uh, post-secondary school trade school university college to find out when their application deadline is so you don't miss it we'll put several of those links in the show notes and description below as mentioned previously and those are purely for your convenience if you decide to go through with it, you can save some substantial money, so it's, it's definitely worth that effort. So don't forget to give us a like if you found this helpful. It really does help. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.